How do you win the Grammy Awards for Best Comedy Performance, Best Children's Recording, and Best Engineered Record Brackets Non-Classical, along with a nomination for Record of the Year? If that year is 1958, the answer is simple. You just mess around with recording vocals at half speed and playing them back at full speed to pitch them up an octave. This simple technique is what Ross Bag Desarian used to not only win several Grammys, but also establish one of the most popular Christmas singles of all time, selling four and a half million copies in a mere seven weeks. Now, with the massive popular and critical success of this song, you might assume that Bagdasarian was the first person to ever discover recording at half speed to pitch up vocals, but the technique had already seen use in TV and film. Mel Blanc's Looney Tunes voices were often pitched up this way, and the classic film The Wizard of Oz also used this technique for their munchkins. In fact, this holiday track wasn't even the first song to use this recording technique, nor was it even the first song by Bagdasarian to employ this trick. In the same year, 1958, Bagdasarian released the song Witch Doctor, in which the singer, a character named David Seville, asks a witch doctor for romantic advice. The doctor sings in a pitched-up voice. Both vocals are supplied by Bagdasarian. The song hit number one. A follow-up single was released, The Bird on My Head, which reached number 34. The record label asked Bagdasarian for another novelty track, and the songwriter was more than willing to do it, but he wanted a kind of mascot character to tie the voices to. The answer came to him on a drive through Sequoia National Park. Quote, he couldn't figure out whether to use worms or elephants or whatever. Suddenly, as he was driving through the sequoias, at Sequoia National Park, a chipmunk dashed out on the road and dared him to pass. Dad fell out of the car laughing, and the chipmunks were born, said Ross Bagdasarian Jr. So, David Seville and the chipmunks were born, four characters voiced by the man who created them, Mr. Bagdasarian Sr. The fictional band would later be renamed Alvin and the Chipmunks and go on to have several hit songs, TV shows, and even movies, but the anthropomorphic rodent trio didn't earn their names until the day Bagdasarian recorded the legendary Christmas track in studio. Alvin took his name from Liberty Records president, Al Bennett. Simon was named after Liberty Records owner, Cy Warnaker, And the name Theodore was taken from the studio engineer, Ted Keep. But why debut with a Christmas song? because that's what Bagdasarian's youngest child, Adam, was most concerned with at the time. The kid was asking his father in September if it was Christmas yet, and Bagdasarian figured if his kid was asking, then others were probably asking too. He was right. The track hit number one, resurfaced on the Billboard Hot 100 annually from 1959 to 1962, and even re-entered the charts in 2007 thanks to the success of the film released that year. So what better way to celebrate the holidays than with a song that reminds us of the true reason for the season, an undying lust for hula hoops. That's right, we're talking the Chipmunks song, brackets Christmas Don't Be Late, by Ross Bagdasarian, a.k.a. Alvin and the Chipmunks, on Cover Me. That's right, it's Cover Me, the only podcast that compares famous songs to their many cover versions to find out which one loops the loop. I'm your host, as always, The Snake, joined by my flat co-host. Alex Mildenberger. Uh, Alex, you're a little flat. A little flat. Okay! Ho-ho! <laughs> <laughs> Let's go! Um, good thing we're on clean feed. I don't think that would pick up on Discord. No, Alex, how you not. doing? Oh, I'm doing pretty good. Had another had another little well, I say a week off, but we're recording these out of order, so it probably doesn't seem that yeah, way. Yeah, so people won't know. Um But for me, this is the triumphant return. It's triumphant second triumphant return. Yeah, <laughs> Equally or more triumphant. Um just like Next no, time let's not get like political here. A pack of smokes. Yeah. Like, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> He's back. He's here to talk about Christmas. 
Because talk it's, about you know, we do wintry and Christmassy songs this time of year. This time of year, and this is like I didn't realize coming into this. I was like, okay, yeah, novelty song. That yeah. this is like the behemoth of Christmas songs until Mariah Carey takes over. Yeah, I mean, I didn't know about the chart performance, but I definitely heard this a lot growing up. And like, I don't know if it's on the radio anymore, but we had a tape. We had a CD later. Like we we listened to the Alvin and the Chipmunks Christmas stuff. Yeah. Absolutely. I think same here. Like it was definitely on on at least once on during Christmas season. Um beyond this song, were you an Alvin the Chipmunks fan at all, Alex? I I remember them. Uh I remember they had different mm-hmm. different holiday specials. I particularly I remember there was like a, a Halloween one where there was like a werewolf or okay. something. But Ooh. that's pretty much it. Like I didn't really watch them. I never saw the newer movies, but that was they were. Uh, I had kind of aged out by then. Yeah, I think you were a little past it at that point. Um, so I was never really like into the Chipmunks, but they were always kind of present. You know, they were always associated yeah. with whatever event was next, kind of, or at least in the in the fall times, they had a few things. Yeah, it's they're. They were so like I'm most familiar with their '80s incarnation, of course, which is done by Ross Bagdasarian Jr. and his right. wife. Who did you see his middle name? Uh, what is it? Dick Ran. It's funny because <laughs> there's Dick in it. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I've heard of running your mouth, but running hey! your dick. Hey. <laughs> anyway, um, yes, the the '80s one. I that was definitely yeah. on. I don't know if it was on TV or if it was just like on specials. It was still, it was kind of retro still at the time. Yeah, it was like, it was, yeah, a little bit of like the old guard of cartoons. Yeah. And it was definitely something like, I, this was a time before I understood TV scheduling, right? Yeah. So I didn't know how to get to Alvin and the Chipmunks, but if they were on, I was like, oh, hell yeah. Like, oh, it's because it's kind of, it was kind of an event, right? Like they weren't on normally. It mm-hmm. was like, like the Scooby Doo episodes where Shaggy had a red shirt. If those were on, you were like, oh, damn. You're like working for something real. This is a little different. Shaggy's going to die in this episode. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Uh, Shaggy dies in every episode. Yeah, you see the original uh, Kenny from South Park. Exactly. Um, Yeah, but Alvin and the Chipmunks, I I liked it. You know, they they sang songs. I don't even remember that. I guess I remember them singing songs, but I was so... I didn't like musical sections of of okay. anything when I was younger, so I did kind of just zoned out for that, and like I don't remember. But I I listened to the the album, I listened to that. Okay. You know, we would sing you along. To, probably so you just liked it separate. You're like my movie yeah. I don't know why my music need to be <laughs> need to be different things. Other. Yeah, that was uh that was an issue for me when I was like five to eight. <laughs> Three to eight. I like kind of had that issue, but not. I like I like music because I like Disney numbers and stuff. I like Disney movies. My issue was always like if it was a a show about like a regular kid or whatever, and they like go to like a fantastical world. I was always bored when they were in regular world. I was like, let's fucking skip along. To- <laughs> yeah, where where are the dragons actually? Please. Yeah, I'm like I didn't turn this on to see a regular family. I can just look around my house for that. Like, let's did that go. did that include? the second season of Digimon? Um, or was yeah, that probably. later? Actually, Digimon was kind of cool when they went back, because I was really stoked in the first season when they go back to Japan. 
like time makes it Japan, out. Japan, I mean, Japan is a fantastical land. Or yeah, it's exactly. for us anyway. <laughs> fantasy land. But he's out there, and then fucking like Agumon, I think, is with him. Like a Digimon gets out, and you're like, oh hell yeah. Yes, that does have. Okay, yeah, you're right. That does have. That does. It is exciting. I have. I have gotten a little off topic here, but I was wondering. <laughs> no, it's important to know. Um, <laughs> but like, what do you think about Digimon? Um, yeah, let's talk about Digimon a bit more. <laughs> I think they're great. I love them, little guys. Digital they're, monsters. Perfect. Digital monsters. Don't Come change on. anything. Um, speaking of fingers. not digital effect things, um, yes. the chipmunks. Like the you chipmunks. said, it was created basically by messing around with a tape recorder, mm-hmm. singing a song slowly at half speed, and then speeding it up so that when it played back, the voice would be at twice the frequency. And I didn't realize that this same guy did the the witch doctor, the witch doctor song, which I am also yeah. familiar with, the ooh ee ooh ah ah song. Ooh, ah, ah. Yeah, um, King Tang Walla Walla Bing Bang. Yeah, which is like kind of proto Alvin, and or mm-hmm. Theodore and or uh, Simon. Well, it's an insane because the first character he makes is a dude named David Seville. He's like, this is gonna hit. Yeah, <laughs> if this guy going to the witch doctor isn't me, it's like <laughs> okay. Sure, yeah, because it's just, just like it's a stage name. I don't know, like Bagdasarian. I bet you, I bet you, everyone. In nineteen in the fifties was like you got to change that name. No, oh, for American sure name. that would have yeah, been like, like a real every star Asian would have been like you can't be Bagdasarian. Um, so it's too much, too many yeah. syllables. Cut it out. Um, Ross B. Rossi B. Um, Rossi B. Also, like the the Dave. It's wild that he is Dave, but mm-hmm. also like that the Dave I know is just another character on on the TV show. So like there's the animated Dave that is Dave, but he's also Dave and he's also Dave. I always yeah. picture Dave, you know, but he's Dave. He's Dave. No, yeah, Dave is Ross Beggs. And that's the craziest thing is that he's all of them. Yeah, that's true. This is Ch- Charles Martinet before Charles Martinet. He's yeah. like I'll do all the characters. I was actually trying to figure out if they really sounded different. Mm. I think I I couldn't really tell the difference between it's, them just i mean listening. the the effect is like you know it kind of homogenizes them and it's coming from the same vocals true they kind of harmonize uh we'll talk yeah. about it more later but like yeah it all blends together but like even in the little like the the talking sections like alvin is a little bit higher than the maybe that's just the difference he just picked different pitches for each of them i also wonder i mean because they harmonize a lot right and mm-hmm. they're also all different heights do they sing the low, media, like mid and high parts? I would, I would assume their, so. Based on how tall they are? At I least the later Theodore, At least, you know, being the fat one has to do the low parts. You'd think, right? He's fat. He loves food. That's got to be his job. Yeah, that's or like animation it, funny rule. funny he does the high one, parts. Yeah. 101, whatever. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's rule one. You learn it in 101. Yeah, in 101, their first day, they're like, all right, don't forget. You either have a, a large person who sings low or it's a subversion and they sing very high they sing very or high. it's the chipmunks and it's kind of both yeah but you know. he, yeah he is, yeah even if he's singing low he's singing at chipmunk yeah he's still heights. chipmunk voice yeah yeah um anyways anyways yeah so it's uh yeah i'm, I'm impressed by it i i also tried to see if there was really like a like a strong like character choices made in his his uh, presentation of the chipmunks 
I'm going to lean towards not really, but a I little don't bit. think that's a, a dig a little against bit. him. I feel like the property expanded out later, and they kind of got yeah. personalities, and like Alvin's the only one who has anything resembling a personality in this initial uh, recording. Well, Simon's kind of stuck up even in this, because he's like, good job, Simon. He's like, naturally. That's true. That's true. Fuck you, Simon, you little nerd. Take the comment. <laughs> Um, I was also a little surprised. I didn't realize this was um, the first Chipmunk song. I mean, obviously, it's yeah, called like the Chipmunk the song. First. Um, but, you know, having listened to a lot of Chipmunk, Alvin and the Chipmunks music growing up, um, mm-hmm. I, I didn't realize this is kind of where it started. Yeah. And, like, typically any, like, musical enterprise that isn't specifically for Christmas doesn't start at Christmas. It goes like, okay, we're going to do some hit songs, some poppy stuff, and then it's Christmas time, we'll throw out a Christmas song. Yeah, maybe things are starting to slow down a little bit, you got to get some of that holiday association money or whatever. Yeah, you got you to gotta pick up a little extra scratch. But no, he dives right in there. And the even crazier move is to be like, we're not going to lead with the, the Christmas don't be late part. This is called the chipmunk song. <laughs> yeah, I guess... I don't. I don't know what that. I mean, it is the Chipmunk song, uh, but I guess it's like the Witch Doctor. It's like what's a thing about your song? But they do say the Witch Doctor in that. So I don't know. they do say the Witch Doctor in that. Yeah, yeah. You look at the original design on the the album, like single art for this. There's not. There's not much difference between all those. All those. Well, they didn't have the designs yet at the time. They were just. Like literal yeah, so they're, chipmunks, they're basically, like cartoons still, and little, but and little red footy pajamas. Like they look more like out of Bambi than humanoid. In any yeah, way. they they slowly get more, uh, you know, anthropomorphic as as time goes on. But I let's talk about yeah. lyrics, man. What do you guess they are? Well, I was just gonna say they're a little right. human. They're a little anthropomorphized, you know. Because they're still cartoons. Yeah. Not like they would. And they're, they're large. Like, look at them in size compared to the size of that Christmas tree. Also, they can That's use true. a hula hoop. Like. <laughs> they're massive. Okay. They're just yeah. giant mutant uh, chipmunks. Chipmunks. Yeah, yeah. it's kind of like to their disadvantage that they don't know some kind of martial art. Because I think that was big for anthropomorphic cartoons in the, the 80s. Yeah, by the 80s, they should definitely have picked that up. But hey. Yeah. I mean... If I had so been, if I had been around, power you know. the turtles, man, you know, yeah. <laughs> they okay, need a fourth. So this song also. is, yeah, they would need, yeah. Oh, that's David. He'd be Dave Isabelle. <laughs> He's also fighting. All right, okay. Let's talk about this song. Let's talk about this song, which is like fifty percent chatting, you know, sketch right. work, if you want to call yeah. it that. I mean, I guess that's the like novelty comedy part of yeah. it. Yeah. Um, and then basically one verse. Yeah, that is like doubled up on. Yeah. And like mildly altered. Yeah. All right. So we open with Dave. He's saying, all right, you chipmunks ready to sing your song. And they say, I'd say we are. Yeah, let's sing it now. Okay, Simon. Okay. Okay, Theodore. Okay. Okay, Alvin. 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 Okay. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's kind of where you get Alvin's like personality. He's a mm-hmm. little... I mean, I don't know. He has ADHD or something. Like he's yeah. a little, or he's distracted that, uh, thinking about his thinking about his uh, his hula hoop. This was going to be my question to you: Is you, do you think Dave hit the chipmunks in the fifties? Hundred percent. Yeah, 
hundred percent. Poor Alvin. Kid just wanted to hula hoop. But all right, you chipmunks. I think it's kind of weird that he's not like, hey, kids. But I guess he has to establish that they're chipmunks. Yeah. I mean, later on, we established like Dave is their adoptive father or whatever, I think, in the cartoon. But at this point, he's just a guy called Dave. And they're just some chipmunks. Like, I don't don't know if we have lore yet. Yeah. Much it's if you'd written this song today, you'd need to, to have all of that established up front. In 1958, you could just say, "All right, you chipmunks," and we were in. <laughs> yeah, there'd be a tie-in short on on Amazon Prime with the backstory. Yeah, you'd have to watch that first. <laughs> like, well, you can't hear the song unless you know the the background. It's just not. It's it's too deep. It's too much lore there. Yeah, but we set up the basic like comedy slash. novelty beats of this it's novel because they sing in a high pitch we get their high pitch voices it's funny because alvin can't get his fucking shit together so yeah you get yeah you get some drama or you know a little tension in there Mm -hmm. because alvin and and i mean we established even later in the next sketch which we'll get to but like he's distracted for a reason yeah he's distracted he's yeah they kind of build on that in later iterations but here just for whatever reason he's He's distracted, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, the verse of the, here, the real music part is Christmas, Christmas time is near. Time for toys and time for cheer. We've been good, but we can't last. Hurry, Christmas. Hurry fast. Let's talk about that. Yeah, let's talk about that. I mean, what's kind of interesting about it, uh, based on, like you mentioned, the backstory was this was kind of came out early. At least it maybe would have been considered early at it the time. It was recorded early. So it oh, was okay. recorded, it ended up being recorded uh, at the end of October. Okay, it was just not that far out, at least not by our standards. I don't know how yeah, things would have been in. I think it was time. released um, pretty pretty timely. It was yeah, December first, nineteen fifty eight. It comes out. It's recorded on October thirty first, but presumably inspired by his son the month prior, and then right. maybe in the mid time he's trying to figure out whether to make it worms or elephants singing this, <laughs> and then a chipmunk dares him to hit him with his car, and he's like, "All right, <laughs> like I'll do it." But you're also a star. Yeah, you're a star now. He taxidermy that chipmunk and is like, that's Alvin. It's Alvin. I need two more. Um, <laughs> then he just went and found some chipmunks in the sequoias. Out there in the sequoias. Um, but yeah, I mean, the, the entire uh, conceit of the song really is that they are, like, it's, it's very much a children's song, right? Like, it's about anticipating Christmas. Yes. Um, and of course, when you're a child, the the wait for Christmas is agonizing because yes. just time, you know, your perception of time is different. And it like, oh, Christmas is one month away. Like, that's so long. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right now, Christmas is one month away. As we record this, I need more time. <laughs> I know. I'm like, it's I'm not enough time. Fuck. What am I going to fucking do? Uh, Christmas is yeah, one month so away. Yeah, it is the. <laughs> it is the children's perspective. Is yeah, for when you're listening to this, Christmas is not a month away. If you heard that and you think you've got time, I'm so sorry. Yeah. It's, <laughs> um it's, yeah, uh, not anymore. Uh, what is it like? Um but it's also yeah, it's very it's very like child focused. You know, it's time for toys, right? Um in yes. fact, one of the things that I kind of I'm going to say Mandela affected myself into believing uh was mm-hmm. that they said joy in this song at some point, but they don't. It rhymes with toys. But they just time talk time about toys. Joy, yeah. And cheer. Cheer's like cheer. joy, but not joy. Yeah, like you can cheer and enjoy out of joy. 
Yeah. Anyway, um, joy is just another thing that Christmas songs talk about a lot, you know? But not this one. Yeah. And then, so they're talking about how difficult it is to be on their best behavior here, too, as they wait for Christmas. We've been good, but we can't last. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what sort of evil deeds do you think they're putting on hold here? <laughs> they're, they're stealing nuts. They're chipmunks, man. They're, they're hiding uh, them. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, they were always, you know, in, in the shorts, in the specials, they were always a little mischievous, I think. Oh, yeah. I seem to... I mean... Especially Alvin. He's the real shit disturber. He's the real shit disturber. Um, and I think he turns into a werewolf at one point, which doesn't really make sense because he's not a man. But um, he'd be a, a chip wolf. A chip wolf. A monk wolf. Wolf monk. Wolf monk. monk wolf. Um, but I don't a think I ever monk. actually finished watching that, so I don't know what happens in it. Shit, Alex. <laughs> You're in suspense for the rest of your days. I don't know. I just don't know what to do about these lycanthrope chipmunks. Yeah, but yeah, this this first half of the verse captures the the childlike wonder and anticipation of Christmas. Yeah, They're trying to hurry time. They think it's near, even if it's yeah. September, because they're stupid. Which and the song is in no hurry, though. The song is pretty laid no. back. But yeah, I'm oh, getting ahead yeah. of us. We're getting ahead of us. First, what do they want for Christmas? What are your demands? Want a plane that loops the loop? Me, I want a hula hoop. We can hardly stand the wait. Please, Christmas. Don't be late. Yeah, it's really just the two things. They want yeah. a plane and a hoop. Um, which, I mean, there's three of them, so they should think of a third thing. Think of a third. Well, if, if uh, watching the Alvin show version, both uh, Theodore and Simon get a plane that oh, okay. loops the loop. They, so there's two planes. He really does want a hula hoop. And when was the hula hoop invented? Apparently, oh, I don't know when it was invented, but apparently it was very popular in 1958. Yeah, I guess so. Everyone wants this hula hoop, apparently. Oh, they've been around to, since at least 500 since... BC. Cool. Oh, sick. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the new plastic version was popularized in 1958. Yeah, okay. Whammo! So this was like, like the definitely. toy of the season. Yes. I guess nowadays just toys work a little differently. It's all licensed stuff and things like that. But back then, you could just get a hoop. Yeah. And, 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 and you, you liked it. You appreciated it. Exactly. You, you craved it. Damn it. You, were like, you craved that hoop. hoop. <laughs> I just want a hoop for Christmas. I just Dave, want to get that hoop. Dave, come on, I got a hoop. <laughs> hoop, there it is. Got some of that hoop, man. Just need some hoop. Um, <laughs> you got any hoop kicking around? <laughs> yeah, he wants a hula hoop, man. Uh, they ask for things, and it rhymes also. Yeah. What do you think? Do you think that last year they maybe got a plane that didn't loop the loop? Yeah, are there planes that... Is that like, do you throw it and it kind of just does like a little loop and then it... Is it like a... Yeah, I think it, it goes like full back and back around, you know? Does one barrel roll? No. I could probably barrel... I, I wouldn't consider that it's not a barrel the loop because that's just... It would so be like It's probably just a loop the loop. It's a loop the loop. Uh, yeah, one of those toys that are like... We don't do that anymore because you can't throw things. <laughs> Because it's kind of dangerous. Yeah. You can probably still get them at like a dollar store, I'd bet. Probably. Or they made them out of foam for a long time. Or like balsa yeah, wood. Yeah, they did. Anyway, um, toys. They want toys. I mean, this song is very, pretty simple. <laughs> toys. They want, what do you want from me? They want toys, They man. want toys, man. Yeah, they don't want Christmas to be late. They don't understand the concept that time is. As much as it is always in motion, it's fairly rigid. <laughs> yeah, this the is about the come, passage of come. time, really. 
Yeah. It's a treatise on the passage of time. Certainly is that. So they knock it out, and Dave's like, okay, fellas, get ready. That was very good. Simon. He says, that was very good, Simon. Sort of the way they broke it up on <laughs> Genius. I was like, that's very good, Simon. <laughs> he says, naturally, very good, Theodore. <laughs> Theodore laughs. Uh, Alvin, you were a little flat. Watch it, Alvin. Alvin! Alvin! Okay! Once again, not paying attention. But yeah. he didn't even confirm that he heard the thing. He's like, hey, Alvin. The thing. And Alvin's like, okay. He's like, he doesn't say, hey, Alvin, did you hear what I said? Because you weren't paying attention, and I know you weren't paying, paying attention. attention. Yeah. Anyway, oh, not important. It's a quick song. It's it's two minutes, 20 seconds long. Yeah, it's it's fast. It comes in fast. You know, it comes in hot. Um, Do you think Alvin is actually a little flat here? I was, not in the talking parts. I think so. It's really hard to tell. Yeah. I think. Because, I mean, it's not a skill I have, really uh all mm-hmm. the time um and they're also like the, their voices are weird and shifted up and it's kind of difficult to pull them out but i think he's a little flat there's times where he sounds but it, i don't know man i'm not good at that kind of thing you don't know for sure but you're thinking maybe and that makes sense this is novelty slash comedy slash children's record you got a little space to do that intentionally and still earn a nomination for record of the year yeah, record of the year, damn. <laughs> Insane. Um, yeah, so that's their little fun thing. Hey, Alvin's a little goofy. He's still not paying attention. Theodore has a f- fucking silly laugh. And Simon's up his ass. We go to the next one. It's very similar to the last one. Want to play in that loops the loop? I still want to hoop hula hoop. Nothing's changed in that fucking 10 seconds. Yep. We can hardly stand the wait, Christmas, don't be late. We can hardly stand the wait, Christmas, don't be late. We get the outro with them. Very good, boys. And then the boys are like, hell yeah, let's sing it again. Like, yeah, let's sing it again. No, that's enough. Let's not overdo it. What do you mean overdo it? We want to sing it again. Now, wait a minute, boys. Yeah, why can't we sing it again? Alvin, cut the co- theater just a... Mo- Simon, cut that out. Yeah. Boys! They, they, they murder him. him. Yeah. <laughs> they rip him limb from limb. He, yeah. So... Dave's dead. Um, yeah, they just bicker. They bicker in the end. There's a bunch of like... <laughs> sounds like it's Animal Crossing. Yeah. And I like that Dave's like, well, we shouldn't overdo it, guys. It's like, you did a verse and a half. <laughs> yeah, it's not It's not long. It's not long, Dave. In fact, I kind of... Uh, they do change that, that second bit a little bit. Uh, the second time yeah. around, but only the one line. So it almost seems like he's like, "All right, that was a little flat. Let's do it again." Like yeah, it's just like a he's second like take, recording it. Yeah. So the actual actual version, the like non-meta version of this, is like a minute long. Yeah, because yeah, you would chop off the yeah. half of the first verse, put in the good version. Uh, but That's, yeah. yeah, I mean it's it's fun, and obviously a big part of it is the uh, the sketch bits, which is part of the novelty, and it is it mm-hmm. is kind of meta, right? Because it's a <laughs> recording about recording a song. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I don't. It is fucking doesn't really have anything to say about recording or anything like that, but it is no, that. it just like presents you a little fun. I guess maybe that it's hard to to get children to record stuff. Yeah. <laughs> About children, they are annoying sometimes. They, they are annoying. <laughs> Thank you. So it's a hot take in 1958. Thank you, Ross. Yeah, Ross is having fun with it. He loves it. Um, so that's his big contribution to the the musical pieces. His voices. He sings that and he does the little sketch bits. 
Um, well, I found interesting about this, and it wasn't even listed on the Wikipedia page for this, but on the Wikipedia page for Alvin and the Chipmunks in general. The guitar on this is uh, Les Paul. Oh, no way. Yeah. That's so cool. That's insane. <laughs> I guess he would have, yeah, worked in the studio or whatever, probably. That's funny. Yeah, he was just like at the studio that day, and he's like, yeah, I'll jump on. Um, Les Paul, the guitarist who has a guitar named after him in the Gibson line. Les Paul. Yeah, he's like inventor of the electric guitar, more or less. Yeah, the solid body electric guitar. Um, did he record guitar for this? I'm just looking at the page. It says he helped with the recording. Oh, he helped with the recording. Which is okay. pretty I, vague. I assumed it was guitar. I mean, very. he may have. It doesn't say he What else is he going to help with? Yeah, I don't know. Regardless, he just he pushed the play button because they're friends or whatever. <laughs> for, for, yeah, he's just, uh, yeah. Here, let me grab that button for you. Thanks, Les. <laughs> I gotta go now. <laughs> Thanks, Les. Uh, Thanks, Les. <laughs> yeah, that's fun. Like Les Pauls around um, in 1958. Yeah, what the heck? Um, and what else are the sounds on this, Alex? Yeah, what else is going on now? I don't know exactly how contemporary all this is right i don't know the styles mm. but it definitely has you know some some old school christmas sound to it and maybe it helped establish that but i feel like it was established by 58 yeah i would say that's your like era of christmas like as we understand christmas music tropes is like the 50s so but, probably at 58 most of it's locked in but I mean, as simple as the song is, the the um, <laughs> music there is pretty simple too. It sets up a little little riff with the bump, or like kind of bass line, I guess. It's high, not really bass line, but well, yeah, you got like kind of the bass is hitting those lower notes for that boom, yeah, boom, boom, boom. And then you've got like a bit of like brass filling that out. Yeah, just a little bit. Yeah, it's just a kiss of brass. This song is very like lazy in its pace and very light with its instrumental touch. It is slow, yeah. Uh, also, mm -hmm. three, four time. Three, four time. You love to hear it. Um. We move into the verse. Yeah. The music itself cuts some things. It's just the guitar and bass. It's mostly yeah. the, the chipmunks harmonizing at this point. And time for cheer. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, but then, like, the guitar is a little, like, dun, 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 you know, it's just, like, strumming. Yeah, it's, like, a little muted. It's, uh, it's pulled back a bit. And the bass is going. It's almost like... I mean, it's Christmas, yeah. but it's almost like... You know, like Hawaiian ukulele <laughs> strumming? It's got that kind of sound to it. A little bit. Yeah, kind of like maybe in the 80s, they had a big love for the 50s throwback. Right. In the 50s, I think they just had a big love for Hawaii. Yeah. <laughs> so like okay. that element will come out in music. And it, Yeah, I just, that's what I feel. It's a little, it's a little island life, but it's not, it's more... I mean, they move towards Christmas. It's it's just coming from that guitar, I think, which yeah. sounds a bit like a ukulele, like the way it's played. That's probably it. I wonder if it's just the strings they used or something. Yeah. I don't know. Um, and then we get kind of the big 
instrumental moment is after the first verse, we get a big bridge with like, what, what is that playing so, so rapidly there on this? Uh, hang on. Which part are you talking about? About 58 seconds in here. Yeah. What is that? Um, I'm trying to picture it in my mind, you know, what makes that sound? Um, it's something stringed, it, right? Is it just strumming quickly? I don't think it would be like a like a marimba or something. Yeah. Wait, let's uh, look at the credits. Also, is there credits for this? I couldn't really find them. Um, well, I always look... Um, not really. <laughs> I was just looking... Uh, title always has decent credits. Oh, title's um, got decent but, credits. Uh, yeah, it's not super helpful. No. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm not sure. But it's it's something stringing and it's playing quite like Yeah, that that feels a little Mediterranean. Yeah, a bit. You're right. In ways that I don't fully understand. What is that instrument? It's weird because, like, the tone that comes off of it is almost like glassy instead of like stringy. Yeah, but it's it's kind of, it's like glassy or brassy. Like it's very metallic to me. Yeah, but like thin and mm-hmm. like rapid. And I'm not really sure what would make that sound other than like a harpsichord. A harpsichord. I would. I, I would believe that. I would believe that for sure. Because it kind of has that sound to it. Very strange. Yeah, I, I don't yeah. know exactly what it is. Let's, let's call it a harpsichord just to put our minds at ease. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. So that plays. It's quite fun. It's just doing the, the vocal melody, though, really. Yeah, that's, it just kind of has its own verse. So I guess that's the other verse. Yeah. And then we get your boys talking again as it, as it continues to play. And then they come back. They're they're a little crisper on this one, you know. They're doing a little better than on the last one. Little a little less flat. Yeah, say. Alvin's yeah. getting his shit together, uh, as he does. And like, ah, uh, but it's pretty consistent, isn't it? Yeah, because they really just yeah they they have the beat going on underneath. It's it's doing the the strumming, the bass is. I mean, did bass guitar even exist in 1958? Like. Um, no. I don't <laughs> no, think so, maybe. <laughs> no one had ever. No, there's a bass guitar in there. It has um, to be, yeah. Or a bass of some kind. Uh, but it's not like, there's not, it's like roots, you know, <laughs> slow roots. Yeah, it's very slow roots. It's very plodding. So, yeah, that's kind of like it. They do a bit of an outro. Actually, there's a saxophone. A sax on the outro. But it's while they're talking, and then the sax is kind of like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, not much that. And then, of course, it fades and out as they are bickering. Yeah. As you hear the sounds of flesh being torn from bone. As you hear the sounds of, <laughs> yeah. That's the death of Dave, and that's why his son took over. The chipmunk song bracket, the death of Dave. <laughs> the death of Dave. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I mean, that's the lore, man. That's that the is lore. the lore. Build it out. So there's a couple of like music videos for this. Um, I found the, yeah. the Ed Sullivan show appearance kind of charming. It's fun that they have um, puppets. Yeah, and a whole like tree backdrop that they set up. 
Yeah, it's like a forest the, set. They're like woodland critters. And immediately, so like Ed Sullivan comes over. He's like, hey, we should probably hear that chipmunk song. And Ross is like, sure thing. Well, and then Alvin is up behind and he's pulling out a fucking hammer, <laughs> threatening to kill Ed Sullivan. And Ross is like, Alvin, stop that shit. And then he like swear he does such a good job. The way he presents is like, oh no, he he wouldn't do that. He wouldn't, he would never do that. Speaks to like the fact that Alvin has killed some sort of host with a hammer before. I mean, yeah, <laughs> he's Dave like is trying dead. to cover up the fact. Only Ross is left. Dave is dead. <laughs> he's just like, no, that was a stage name. Yeah, he's covering up. Yeah, yeah, he's covering up. Anyway. No, he really sells that that Alvin was definitely going to mallet that man. Yeah, Ed so Sullivan Ed Sullivan death. lives to see another show. Yeah, Alvin's reading so this a is book, like a magazine, some, sort, yeah. some kind. Yeah, and this is all lip synced to the original track, so they're just. I mean, when I say that, and it's Ross <laughs> is the only one who has to lip sync. <laughs> yeah, it's obviously the original. It's fun, like, because it is, like, all done with tapes. So I wonder uh, what would have to have been set up. Like, because the studio that's at the Ed Sullivan show is probably not necessarily set up to for playback like that. They did it kind of like, uh, it's like the real version of Stop Making Sense. That he walked out on stage with a boombox and put it down. <laughs> right, but it's a, it's a red herring. Yeah, or chipmunk in this case, but he chipmunk. also you can't tell it's red because this is a black and white recording. The black and white, yeah. And so a lot of this is them just doing the classic like sway back and forth and move their little puppet hands. Yeah, they're like a, it's like puppet chipmunk barbershop, yeah. but probably not actually barbershop. But you know, vocal no. harmonies. I don't know. I'd let him cut my hair. I'd let him cut my hair, <laughs> not with a hammer. No. Not like that. Um, the, the Alvin chipmunk kind of does a hula hoop motion when he's singing about the hula hoop. <laughs> and yeah. That's, oh, man. These puppets are very amusing. They look nothing like the chipmunks look like later. These are like very generic cartoon chipmunks. Yeah. The only thing that sticks is the big A on Alvin's right. like shirt. So you know who Alvin is, and you don't care who Simon or Theodore are. Yeah, exactly. And oh, then, if... wouldn't you know it... Ooh. They fucking murder Ross at the end of this. Yeah, they he they like pull him in. Yeah, they and, pull him and, in. And they molest attack him. his head. Yeah, he's fucking done. I'm trying to figure out if which one's Theodore and which one's Simon. Simon's got to be far left. I think he kind of looked like he had glasses. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, you're right. Okay, double checking. So the shorter one, who's a little larger, is is still still Theodore. Theodore yeah. Or no, Simon. They're kind. Of, they're Simon. kind of getting things together. I don't remember. Yeah, that. yeah. Whichever one. I think it's. I think it's consistent. Even though okay. it's less. Theodore obvious is here. is the short one in okay. historically. Yeah, at least Teddy. In the 80s. Got it. Yeah, Teddy. Um, and then we also have a version from the Alvin Show. These are the two we're going to talk about. There's yeah. other versions of this. There's the 2007 version from the film. There's all sorts of shit. We're going to talk about these two because they're kind of the most relevant. I think. Um, so you get this from the Alvin show in 1961. We, it's very, it's your classic sixties animation. Um, (laughs) we peer in through the window of this house and there are notes everywhere to Dave being like, Hey brother, don't forget that hula hoop. Hey man, you're Dave. Can I get a hula hoop over here? Still, still looking for that hula hoop. Um, it's, it's, you know, lower budget animation. You can see the colors like don't line up with all the lines. Uh, yeah. The background's mostly just yellow. Uh, yeah. Some animation frames are definitely missing uh, where you, you know, there's some teleportation going on. 
Yeah. It's fine. Sixties, whatever. It's sixties, and it gives a little like so Alvin is distracted in this version because he's hunting for the hula hoop as he as he's trying to record. Yeah. So he's digging through presents and like he's finding all this shit. Weird moment. Simon is blasting some cologne into his mouth. I don't know what that stuff is, but you you ever see old old school stuff where like singers do that with some sort of whatever that spray is? Yeah, I don't know. And they're like, "All right, time to do some face. opera singing or whatever," and then they spray the thing yeah. into their ma- their throat. And it's I don't know. It's probably like lidocaine or something. Yeah, it's it's just lead. Yeah, it's just just lead water. This helps helps with the helps with the vocal cords. Yeah. Dave's setting up his whole audio room in the in the room with the tree here, and then he, he sprays it on his face. Ready? Yeah, he's he's just close mouth. Yeah, is it for? It's very strange, man. Maybe that's a joke. I don't know. It's some kind of joke. Um, Alvin's there. He fucking blows out the mic immediately. Yeah, he's pissed the whole time they're singing. And he's like just looking at the presents and trying to grab them. Yeah. He tries with his hands. His brother's grabbing by the hand. Then he tries with his foot. He gets one open. There's just a fucking Just a ball, ball or something. And he's upset about it. But he wants a hula yeah. hoop as he sings he immediately afterwards. And he's mad about it. And he's cool because he has a baseball cap on. Yeah, damn right. And the big A. So you know it's Alvin. He's the big A. <laughs> <laughs> we call him that. That's we do call him that. So then we get some shots of them doing some busy work in between verses. Alvin digging through things. He finds some gifts. So he there's a tie there. Did Dave get himself a gift? Who else would? Who else would? I guess. Um, Simon is decorating a tree that in previous shots was already decorated. <laughs> it's making it better. Yeah, Alvin discovers a book of poetry and perhaps the most bizarre gift, a headshot of Dave. Of Dave, framed. Framed headshot <laughs> yeah, of Dave. A frame headshot of Dave that says with love from Dave. From Dave. Possibly for Alvin, possibly not. Regardless of which kid he's given it to, that's fucking insane. Photo of me. Yeah. There's a photo of me saying, so don't forget me. You're my dad. <laughs> And so then he calls the, the kids back. Yeah, they come yeah. back. They're like, all right, it's time to do some more recording. It's been more than 15 seconds or whatever. And yeah. then he brings out their really good gifts. Even though Alvin is being belligerent through the entire recording process and like yeah. making faces and stuff. Yeah, he's mad. I mean, I guess he's still putting out his performance. Yeah, yeah he's and then not he starts anymore. making fun of his brothers there. He does the little goofy thing when, he's, when they're bobbing side to side. No, he is not cooperating, but he is singing, apparently. He is singing, yeah. Singing away from it. And, and then he's boom, like, here's the good right. gifts. I hid these. Yeah. And then they're so thrilled by it that they want to sing it again. Is this like a Pavlovian thing? They think if they sing it again, they'll get more gifts? <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh my gosh, they knocked the tree over in this one. Yeah. And Dave's dead. And Dave's dead. No, just kidding. They, they say Merry Christmas to everybody at the end, so you know he's alive. Oh, I was worried about Dave. Yeah, I know. He gets a lot of heat in this. Keeps dying. So that's the original The Chipmunk song. Um, Should it have ever been covered? I don't know. Would that stop anyone? No. Nope. 
tell you who I wish didn't cover it. The Broadway cast of Rent yes, in 2002. Yeah. This is the cast of Rent. I guess, I mean, I don't, I'm not a huge fan of the Rent movie. I don't. Okay, this is the Broadway cast. I know this is the Broadway cast. So all I'm saying is, like, I don't know how that differs very much from the the Broadway version. So maybe the problems I have with the movie don't exist in the Broadway version. I don't know. Tell you this, they are. They're not great. I mean, (laughs) I mostly know Rent is something annoying musical theater kids like. Yeah. Like, it doesn't have a good sheen for me. And the intro on this, my lord. Yeah. <laughs> I always... So, Rent came out in 1996. Six. And um, this is the cast from that. And this is the cast from that. Obviously, this is 2002. But yes. um, I am I, curious, because I wasn't there in 96. I mean, I was mm-hmm. alive, but not really... My point is, I feel like there's some irony that I'm not getting. I don't think there is. Uh, because if there isn't, this is this is very cringeworthy. I think this is full cringe. Yeah. Because you you could do irony a lot with a lot less work than yeah. they do. Because <laughs> their whole setup is like, oh, we got to sing the song we sing every year, and they're like, oh, I need it to be smooth. Yeah, like, but it's cool got to be cool. And cool. So it's very much like, yeah, we're. I don't know. It feels like they're putting. They're trying very hard to be cool. Yeah, I I think Rent was supposed to be like cool and edgy, right? So they think they're cool and edgy, right? And, and then, then they flip it then, like this. They, yeah, let's yo 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 yo. Let's flip it like this. And they do. They and, flip it exactly they, like that. Exactly like that. And what's that, you ask? Basically, and this is kind of where they get the Christmas vibe from. It's like if you got your kid a guitar. And they started kind of figuring out how to do a bad job of the underground, the underground theme, theme from, from Mario, Mario Brothers. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. So it's that basically. Basically, yeah they they give it like a guitar that's distorted and like that's. Kind of, I mean, that's kind of it, right? Yeah, and like a much worse chipmunk voice than a man speaking singing at half speed into some tapes from 1958 i think it's yeah this is pitched up i believe yeah. they didn't sing this half speed i don't think I don't especially think so. when you hear some of the dialogue it doesn't sound like it was recorded slowly yeah no absolutely not um i hate the way they sometimes when they say christmas they're like crema crema like not hitting any of the fucking <laughs> Something they're missing letters, I, and they try to do like a lot of these like whoa, whoa yeah like that comes in later. Like, they'll do like the vocal runs. That was the point at which like yeah. okay, is this a joke? Like, I guess it is. That's a joke. what. Yeah, I I mean I guess to some extent you have to come. You can't come with the chipmunk chipmunk song seriously, but it also feels like they came at this seriously <laughs> like a little bit because they were like oh no we can make the chipmunk song cool actually yeah but it's like wait hang on a minute you gotta have a little 
about being a little playful here, which I guess they try to be. It does. It feels too serious in some ways. I don't know. Maybe it's just yeah. It's because yeah. they're trying to like use the playfulness to establish that they are cool, and this is going to be like, not your granddad's chipmunk song, right? Yeah, it de- it has that feeling to it for sure. Um, there's even a guitar solo in it. The guitar yes. solo I thought was okay. Um, it's passable compared to the rest because I really didn't like the guitar tone in most of the rest of the song. No, that part's all right. I also don't like that. Like, and we've said it, but that the guitar main riff is just the underground theme from Mario. Yeah, that's fun. Uh, and cool. And they cool. flip it like this. They flip it like this. Um, the entire time, also, their voices are pitched up. I don't know if that, like, when they're chatting at the start, everyone has chipmunk voices. Yeah, there's uh, no yeah. David to ground everyone here. Yeah, Everyone's no a chipmunk. no Dave whatsoever. Not even Mimi, the only character whose name I remember. It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, more than I know, man. So, yeah. Uh, there's a lot of harmonies. They, oh, yeah, something happens. They say something. Hang on, let me jump to it. This is the hula hoop line. They say... Yeah, okay, it's like right at three minutes. I th- I think they say something about a hula hoop. They might say someone's name. I can't make out what they're saying at all. I feel Let like there's see. a reference. I don't get it. Don't forget the hula hoop. What is it? They say, don't forget the hula hoop. Don't forget the hula hoop. Oh, okay. Never mind then. Yeah, and then after that, they get all those vocal runs and stuff. Yeah, so it's... I feel like, like they... They really are relying on the high-pitched voice thing for the humor, mm-hmm. I feel like. To carry, yeah. And then, like, but they're like, but what if it was cool otherwise? And then it's not really. Yeah. And they, they bank on, like, a minute and a half outro of them going, like, Christmas, Christmas, don't be late. And it's rough, man. That's what it sounds like to me. Yeah. Um, and also, I feel like there's a bit where they, like, try to make it a bit flat in reference to the original. Oh, okay. I don't know. But that would be fun, because, like, they like established the sort of chaos of these chipmunks. There's their cacophonous. There's, like, I assume 100 people in the cast of Rent, based on this. I think you're right. Yeah, I think that's true. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's, like, 525,600. Like, there's a lot. 525,600 <laughs> yeah. cast members. Yeah, yeah, that's it. <laughs> Something like that. I don't know if that's the right number, but yeah, it's it seems like you could do like a kind of start stop. We're like, okay, okay, we let's let's try it again. Like you could have led to it being cooler. Everybody's got a different idea what cool is or something. Yeah, there needs to be for people who are you know musical theater. There's not a lot of fucking theater going. Especially on yeah, they're at four forty. This is a long version, and and uh, they could have more than they have for sure. Yeah. Although they, I also they, wonder, like, yeah. who actually wrote this? Because as I understand, the guy who wrote Rent, like, passed away before he ever saw it performed, basically. Right. Do you think they would have brought him on to write this? Well, I don't know. He could have. Like, <laughs> could, I, I feel like they just fucking piled all, you know, half a million of them in the studio together. Or, like, he, pati- like, he couldn't have because he was Just riff it. Just, just, I don't think there was any writing. Yeah, so it's, I, it's probably just... They were like, yeah, just do whatever. <laughs> like, yeah, did anyone tough. write these, these, uh, this? Uh, I feel like maybe not. That's maybe how not. it feels. It doesn't feel, it feels like, um, improvised. 
but yeah. not terribly well. And this but is I'm sure they are, have it is, they probably yeah, it's probably done pretty quick. This is from an album called Broadway's Greatest Gifts, Carols for a Cure, Volume Four, Two Thousand Two. So these things probably get, you know, I'm going to guess it was a yearly thing since, uh, what, 1998, 1999? Yeah. This yeah. being volume four. Yeah, yeah, that makes this sense. This being volume four. So they get called to do this. They say, hey, we'll do the Chipmunk song. They knock it's it for charity, and too. It's so for yeah, charity. Cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. Can't give this song away, if you ask me, though. <laughs> but we got to move on, Alex. we got to talk about something that sounds like Christmas to me. It's Poor Bailey in 2007. Pouring Baileys? Is that what sounds like Christmas to you? That would be, like, smart. I'm more talking about just this sort of, like, like indie slash emo tone of this. Okay, yeah. How did I describe it? Yeah, it's got that indie sound. It's like a little country in that way. Okay, uh, like just a little twang, right? So more of the like twang, southern, yeah. southern indie rock kind of thing. Uh, a yeah. little psychedelic at times. Well, like yeah, a little like Mister for the benefit of Mister Kite, like carnival psychedelic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely that kind of sound. I was l- thinking about. I mean, some Flaming Lips stuff has that. Yeah, too. for sure. I also thought of that, so I'm glad to see we're on the same track. Because this is an indie acoustic rock group from California. Started as a solo project in 2002. They're a four-piece indie rock band. They remind me of the kind of music you would hear on hit teen television series, The O.C. And uh, my sister Ruby would often play the O.C. Christmas albums during Christmas time. There are so this, O.C. This Christmas albums? That, yes, there I are. I know that. There, yeah, you can get them, and it is stuff like this. It's uh, kind of contemporary, not okay. that big, like, alt-rockers of the era. Yeah. Doing some Christmas hits. Yeah. Much better guitar tone than the Rent version. Oh, yeah. This, uh, is, this is so much better than the Rent version. It is. <laughs> like, I mean, first of all, they're not going for the high-pitched voices, which is cool. Yeah. Um, which, I, yeah, I mean... But they still, they do get some humor in later on, which is fun. They really, yeah, so they, they sing they, it pretty straight the for most for that. of it, though. Yeah. Um, you know, they, it's just one guy singing. They don't have the harmonies. It's still pretty slow, but, you know, everything's on the guitar, playing the... Bah, 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 bah. Bah, bah. Yeah, and, then and just that kind of like, synth doing the sort of, like, carnival boom, 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 boom. <laughs> yeah, and I think there's, like, an echoey guitar in there playing some arpeggios. So it's, it's like that sound. You know, yeah. the sound is not so out there. Uh, but yeah, it gives a little, little bit of that like ethereal sound. Mm-hmm. Um, there's uh, Jingle Bells as well, right? Yes, or, there are Jingle, Jingle Bells. bells? There's definitely cymbals playing throughout a lot of it. And it's got kind of that like da, ba, ba, ra, ba, like marching sound almost. Yeah, yeah. They pull really on that like element of Christmas music, the like marching band idea. Yeah, which I guess is kind of. Like, maybe it's a nutcracker, but they play the drums and they march. Yeah. Um, and then they have a sketch, too, which is yes. kind of where you get the humor. And I actually thought this one was funny, because, like, it's not, um, like, like, you don't know it's going to happen. And then he's like, hey, good job, guys. Uh, and then says, like, hey, Travis, like, you're Thomas, a little sharp. Or Travis, you're a little flat. Uh, we and see he's, he's like, sharp. oh man, oh he's sharp. And yeah. then he responds in a chipmunk voice, which is like just so pitched up. It's uh, like, yeah, oh, man. it's funny. He's like, oh no, I'm sharp. It's like, yeah, of course he's sharp. Uh, 
So, and then like the other band members um also respond in chipmunk voices. So Yeah, just- you, and it's it's the same like thing whoever the middle guy is, great job. And then of course the third guy Danny doesn't respond. Danny, Danny he doesn't respond at oh, all. Okay, does he respond? Yeah. I think he does say okay, doesn't okay, he? Maybe he does. Maybe I'm I wrong. He, didn't. No, he does say okay. An okay. Yeah. yeah. Um. Before that section, though, there is a nice uh, instrumental bridge. Uh. Good. Good. Kind of all the sounds we talked about. That flaming lips noise. That right. Bit of, that's like, the carnival in there. That's your psychedelia element, and that I liked that. Yeah, and it's yeah. You really get that's where it gets very ethereal. Um, and yeah, and these drums love to fuck around here too. A lot of rolls and then like smashing those cymbals. Yeah, so I mean, it's a it's a cool use of the sound. Honestly, I think it's very amusing that this sounds so Christmassy to you, uh, having had more experience than, than I in, in like indie Christmas songs. <laughs> yeah. yeah, That's very amusing. But man, do they lean hard into that, uh, carnival sound on the second verse? <laughs> They've got that yes. like, rising falling pattern. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what is it? <laughs> Yeah, very Christmassy, and then like the the chipmunk like laugh, which almost yeah. feels like clowns kind of. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, it's uh, I I found this one quite amusing actually. Yeah, I, I was kind of charmed by this one, and I didn't think I would be. Yeah, especially coming in, you're like, ah, it's just this indie style, but they really do yeah. seem like they're having fun with it. I do have fun, yeah. yeah. I like I like the 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 middle sketch. It's like, oh, great job, guys. Yeah, but you were I like it's great job. First, let's get the negative notes out of the way. You were sharp. It's like okay, okay. Now we hit him with the positive. Yeah. yeah. Um. Uh. Speaking of positive, we got a break for some CanCon here, starting with Good Lovelies in two thousand nine. got a couple in this one uh good lovelies yes they are canadian there's three of them uh this is also not chipmunk voices no this This is like the first like really like christmas christmas cover because they got the sort of bell like they're doing kind of arpeggio on the bell kind of yeah arpeggio on the bell it's much softer this version there's no chipmunk voices and there's harmonies it's like it's very meant to like be cozy lovely christmas and yeah it's got that vibe it's got the vibe yeah. man so and they, they're there are three of them they have extra members when they tour but they're three ladies from ontario yep um and they say somewhere in their their biography that they're called the good lovelies because the the awful bads or something wasn't any good as a name okay so all right that's their sense of humor <laughs> i see i see I, I i i got it i got it awful nasties or something but yeah that very gentle it could be um it is it's uh, this one is is not got a whole lot happening uh which no. i guess is kind of like the original they keep it pretty simple it's mostly about them harmonizing i think yeah and uh, it's yeah. it's fine harmonies 
Yeah. This is definitely the version good. that this week I forgot was on here, like coming into the recording. Yeah, like, not oh, hugely impactful. One. They're kind of like strumming the acoustic. There's, I mentioned the bell sound. It's probably more like a glockenspiel or a celesta. Yeah. Um, but kind of gives it that like handbell type sound. Uh, they don't play too fast. Mm-hmm. But that's like musically what's happening. Yeah. And so, I think not much. Like you can't, especially with like the line "Me, I want a hula hoop." Like this song's goofy at its heart. Even the like the straight singing is like kids impatient for Christmas. Yeah, I think giving it this like tender approach doesn't really cut to the heart of the lyrics. Yeah, would you call this twee? It's certainly leaning twee, if not fully twee. Yeah. In fact, yeah, I'd go ahead and say it's twee. All right. Okay. It's, it's been labeled twee. Sorry, everyone. It's twee now. Sorry, good lovelies. Unless that's what you're going for, in which case, yeah, twee it's, away. It's everybody's favorite uh, video game console, the Nintendo twee. Nintendo twee. <laughs> little retro. Um, yeah, we still love a little it. retro. Um, now, this next group is not twee people, but two. Oh. It's, <laughs> it's Deacon and Sarah in 2010. Uh, more Canadian content. Not just that. Calgary. Calgary. Yeah, baby. That's where we're from. That's right. Uh, that's uh, where Canadian I live. Indie pop duo. That's where you live. You could run into Tegan. I don't know if they're still in Calgary, but no, I think they live in Vancouver. Actually, uh, um, so I could run into. You Tegan could run into them. <laughs> but they were here for something. Oh no, they were filming something related to them here. Like okay, last that summer, wouldn't surprise me. Two summers ago. Recently. Yeah. So these these two I've always kind of known of more than really known their songs. Yeah, we've talked about them on the show before, but yeah, I, I also am not don't know much about I don't know their music. I don't know any of their music at all. Yeah, what 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 did we talk about them for? I swear we talked about Tegan and Sarah. Tegan and Sarah. But I don't um, remember. Yeah, I don't know. If you were to put a gun to my head and tell me to tell you I couldn't do it. I don't remember. Tegan. No, it's not coming up in my search, Maybe. but it doesn't necessarily mean... Yeah. I don't remember. Anyway, this is them uh, with some other people, because uh, they got to do... I mean, they need their band, but also, um, they do a little intro skit. Yes. So, so they set up. do that. It's funny, yeah, because it's like, it's them, and also, I guess, Theodore the Chipmunk is still here. <laughs> no, they're... <laughs> oh, they're, do they have a guy named Ted in the band? Ted, yeah. Okay. If you look at the credits work. in uh, in title, uh, title, drums Johnny Andrews, Ted Gowans is on keyboards, and the person speaking, I believe, is Sonia Clement. Okay. Because I assume it's not Sarah or Tegan. Yeah. Nice, nice catch there, Alex. I recently learned about the credits uh, feature in. In title, and it's very title? useful. That's very useful because yeah. that's that's something we're always looking for. Um, excellent, yeah. So that's your cast. That's that's a good coincidence that his name is Ted. Yeah, it also is. serves as a, as a throwback. But yeah, so you get that intro. Uh, they've got chipmunk voices, but your um, what you say, Sonia has just a regular voice. Yeah, she's doing the skit. She's doing like Sarah. You gotta pay attention. Attention, Sarah. So it's it sounds a little forced, but it's kind of endearing in that way because like they're clearly just like doing the skit. Yeah, 
it and and in that forced way, it feels sometimes like a Christmas tradition can be forced. Like, right, oh, we're doing this, finally like, getting together for the Christmas photo and, like, or whatever. Pretending to be upset. Yeah, it's got a bit of that reluctance to it. So that is almost like as much as it is goofy, it kind of plays in with with Christmas ideas. Yeah. Um. But what does it sound like? What's the sound? It's a lot of um, yeah. harmonizing. A lot of, yes. Um, like a spookier harmonizing than what's on <laughs> Good Lovelies. They're like higher and, I don't know, they got a different quality of their voice. It's not your Christmas Yeah, the, sing, the vocal style is very different feeling. Yeah. Um, I guess just the way they sing is different, right? They don't have... Mm-hmm. Uh, what's, the, what's the... Yeah, how, how would I describe the, the vocals themselves? I mean, it's a little airier, I guess, is what... Yeah, there is like a kind of an airy quality to this. There's like synthetic woodwinds going on too. Yeah, and I think that so there's no credited saxophone player. Mm-hmm. So I think it might be a sample, possibly from the original, because there is okay. some sax on here, and there's some sax at the end of the original. Yeah, that's right. Um, they also kind of do the low the lo-fi thing. I mean, they're more like indie type artists, so uh, you know, somewhat yeah. expected. Um, but you definitely have that kind of sound. Yeah, we get our full on. This is the first one to have really like full on sleigh bells go on that. Yeah, ting ting ting. So you know it's Christmas, and like they do the the other sound they have is I mean it's like fluty, like almost mellotron style flute. Yeah, um, synthy sound doing like you know, kind of the strawberry fields forever. Sort of, yeah. Sort of sound, and then it. they do some vocal doo doo doos with it, don't they? I think so. Yeah, at around like one ten. Yeah, do 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 do. Yeah, so yeah, it's all like kind of like soft and nice, nice singing. Yeah. Um. But yeah, they kind of cover the beats more or less, yeah, but in, in their own style. So in that in their way, own style, yeah. Similar to Poor Bailey, <laughs> they do S- sketch. Similar to that. Uh, it's just a different style. And they do kill they do their Dave sketches. at the end. They do kill their Dave at the end. <laughs> um, yeah, they have a similar thing at the end where they, yeah, create... Let's sing it again! And she's like, let's not overdo it. Okay, guys, come on. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so uh, similar to Poor Bailey, pretty decent version. Um, pretty decent version. Sounds like they're having fun with it. Yeah, but you know what all these versions have been lacking is, you know, putting the Christ back in Christmas. <laughs> And that's why we got to talk about Jamie Grace Jamie in 2011. Grace. Want a plane that loops the loop And I want a hula hoop I can hardly stand the white Yeah, I mean, this is not really... Uh, was there Were there changes to this that made it... Because she's like a Christian gospel she's artist. She's just a Christian gospel artist. <laughs> like, that's the only reason? Okay. Yeah, she has yeah. had a... Uh, Contemporary Christian Grammy nomination. Um, Good for her in her career, uh, according to Wikipedia page. Um, but you know, whatever. Yeah, okay. that's cool. So she goes for a kind of like almost a more novelty uh, instrumental backing on this. There's like toy bells, almost sounds like a toy piano with some of those hits, and this like rising guitar slide. Yeah, it's kind of got like a weird. 
country Americana feel to it. Not that that's weird. She's from Atlanta. Um, yeah. So it's not like so unusual. But the sound right. on this one I thought was a little odd. Um, it's very loud. And everything's like a bit blown out. Yeah, I'm just listening to that percussion in the back, and it sounds a little strange. Yeah, it's 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 unusual. Uh, but there's unusual. other sounds too, like there's like a banjo or a mandolin or something, just like that really tight kind of higher pitch string yeah. sound uh, that's a little dull. Um, and yeah, I like strumming guitar, and there's that drumming, and and the really where I hear it like being kind of loud is on the vocals. It's like just okay. on the edge. It almost feels like she's going to overload, overload it. Yeah, she's not singing I that loud. That. No, it's maybe just uh, they they could be the overdose. Gain too much or something there. Yeah, or yeah. Um, just anyway, that's just kind of the sound of it. Not necessarily a bad thing. Uh, yeah. it just sounds a little odd because the whole thing to me sounds just kind of loud. Yeah, for sure. Um, what did you think of changing it from? From we to I, this is a singular person song now. I mean, it, it kind of makes sense because uh, it is just a singular person. You yeah. know, a lot of the other ones have been either um, harmonize, like lots of harmonization, or like poor Bailey, they just establish that there's other people there in the sketch. Yeah. And this one doesn't have any sketches whatsoever. No, but it does have harmonies that come in after we establish it's one person. It does, but I think it's just her. Just her, yeah. I would believe that. Um, yeah, but the sounds are just strange. Like, there's that like weird like chiming sound, like you said, kind of like a toy piano, like a dull yeah. Celesta. Yeah, and sound. like you said, there's some bit like Americana vibes that come in. I think one of my yeah. issues with this <laughs> is like, <laughs> poor <laughs> Bailey... Tegan and Sarah, even Good Lovelies and some of the other covers we're talking about, I have a good sense of what the rest of their music sounds like based on their version of this. <laughs> even though Christmas songs shouldn't necessarily be like representative. But with right. Jamie Grace, I, I don't know what the fuck to expect <laughs> true. on the rest of her music. Yeah, this is a... It's an interesting sound. I'll say that. I, I mm-hmm. agree. I don't necessarily know how I feel about it. Um... It's odd in several yeah. ways. And like it feels like there was ideas that were kind of half-baked and included, like yeah. that Celesta or like kind of toy instrument noise. And it kind of like moves hand towards drumming in the back. Chi- it moves like a children's towards... recording yeah. for some of the like like sounds. Um Yeah. Yeah. It's unusual. It's unusual. Yeah, but, you know, it does try some things, so I'll give, give her some credit there. And she's got a good enough voice, if maybe it wasn't mixed properly. Yeah, I don't know. That was just a weird reaction I had to... Something's going on there. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Anyway, listen, man. We've talked about this next band before. We have. Um, for their involvement in a hit Nicolas Cage film. Now we're going to talk about them again. It's the Goo Goo Dolls in 2020. On my way to somewhere new, I just want to be with you. I can hardly stand the weight of Christmas. Their involvement in another hit Nicolas Cage film. No, not really. Can you imagine? Yeah, it's from the 2007 Alvin and the Chipmunks. Plays all the, all the Chipmunks and Alvin. <laughs> Alvin. Alvin. <laughs> Alvin. Okay. <All right. laughs> 
I can't do a very good Nick Cage. Um, yeah, that was a little Elvis, I think. Yeah, um, definitely. <laughs> Nick Cage is maybe a little bit Elvis. <laughs> you know what? I think you're right. Um, yeah, we talked about them back in Unmarketable Mayhem. Ooh. I believe it was on. It was May, May, right? That's right. Yeah, it was May because because the name Iris was taken yep. just from Iris. some random artist. It's the Goo Goo Dolls. It's the Goo Goo Dolls. And so, first big change on this is we don't want hula hoops anymore. They're trying to adult this up and turn it into like a love song. Yeah, this is the first one where it feels like, kind of feels more like they're covering a clap. A, a classic pop Christmas song that is not mm. n- novelty necessarily beyond just Christmas. Right. Um, so they do change it a little bit um, and they really go for like the Christmas sound. There's a little more production value on this, I think, yeah. than a lot of the previous ones. So you get your strings, um, mm-hmm. you get your like, you know, piano chords and like there's harp runs and this one is Jingle Bells as well. Yeah, even and like they do all the right instruments and they put it, they filter it so to make it sound more nostalgic. I yeah, think. it's got that bit of like old sheen, like maybe you're listening on old cassette. Yeah, like or that tape like, tape sound. Yeah, and that's uh, your intro. This, you're like, okay, we're going for the classical vibe, and then you get your your more rock and roll styled vocals from the Goo Goo Dolls. Yeah, because he's got a... I mean, it's 2020, right? So it's not like... Yeah. The same as Iris. He sounds a little mm-hmm. older, but it's still like that little like kind of like gruffer uh, rock and roll style of, of yeah. singing. It sounds like the rock and roller doing a soft side. Christmas, Christmas. Yeah, all that stuff. Yeah. But the lyrics changed, like we said. Um, on my way to somewhere new, I just want I to just be want with to you. I just want to be with you. That's how... That's the change. Um, yeah. So it's you know it's it's uh, it's a bit more serious. It's uh, it's actually about being with the people you love, uh, which mm-hmm. is a pretty common Christmas song theme. Yeah, that's a very like classic Christmas song idea. Is like gotta be with my people I love. Yeah. Um. And they kind of change this from more of a children's song. Uh, what they don't change is the time for mm-hmm. toys line, which I thought they could maybe um. That swap time that out for with joy. joy but hey. you know <laughs> time yeah. for joy and time for cheer yeah might as well because yeah it is a bit i mean i guess it makes sense in a sort of like loosely painting the picture of what christmas time is and for some there reason, are other christmas songs that do that where they're like it's mostly about love or whatever but let's uh, reference the toy thing yeah because that's that's also something but in this know. case it's adult toys that's right baby um yes so he just wants to be with us. Yeah, it's and like yeah, it's a fine lyrical change. I'm not like oh yeah, now I can listen to <laughs> right now Christmas I can listen to the chipmunk <laughs> song without feeling embarrassed. Yeah, it's also they don't call it the chipmunk song. Yeah, they're they're one of two artists yeah. who don't call it the chipmunk song this week. It's just Christmas. Don't be late. Um, but yeah, I mean, I feel like their sounds work. They get that kind of old school nostalgia factor in. Um. Uh, there's nothing like super interesting about the arrangement necessarily, but it all works. Yeah, it's like you said, good production value. These guys are old pros. It comes together pretty solidly. Um, they do have a so like the their kind of solo section. Yeah, which kind of has the. I mean, we talked about the harpsichord in the other one. Mm-hmm. Kind of has that sound to it. 
Well, the oh yeah, not necessarily the the t- timbre of it, but I don't know. There, there's a bit of <laughs> it that plays like similarly. It's almost like they spread it across too, because there's one that's doing kind of like yeah. I guess that's probably what it is. That there's two things happening, and I don't know what the sound is necessarily. It almost has a string sound, but not like articulation. Yeah, it's yeah, it's it's very much like uh, which almost probably synth, but yeah, it's yeah probably synth. But yeah, so you're right. It does have a sort of similar quality to that uh, harpsichord section. Yeah, I guess because there's a harp, so like the harp that can do its like harp runs or whatever as the yeah as it plays around uh, with the melody. Yeah. So that's yeah. kind of that's that's what they do. It's reasonably yeah, they basically successful. take it from a novelty Christmas classic and turn it into just a Christmas classic. Yeah, and that's more of a yeah pop more or less it works thing. Um, but why do that when you can do whatever Jarek Bischoff does in 2020? Yeah, I was. I mean, he's a he's a composer. He does a lot of TV scores. Yes. Apparently, um, a lot of it gets called ambient orchestral, which I would tend to agree with for this for one because sure. it it really does that sort of slow down atmospheric mm-hmm. thing uh what interested me about this one i almost missed this when i was clicking around and i noticed the album is called chestnuts roasting on an open fire walk with me huh. which i thought was interesting um so, so it's I, like twin peaks inspired yeah it's twin peaks inspired <laughs> okay so that's the idea is it's supposed to be in the style of the twin peaks soundtrack which I, okay. I haven't seen Twin Peaks. Nor have I. I'm just familiar with the title of the film. Of, yeah, of the movie, yeah. <laughs> Which is why I was like, why would you call it that? <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's a reference to the movie. Now, what I noted in his, uh, his bio is that he works sometimes as a solo musician, as well as with bands, including Shushu, XIU, XIU, who we've oh, talked yeah. about several times on this. A who? sort of weird art house band. Yeah, they're, um, they're, def- they're called Experimental. <laughs> Yes, that's um, the word I'm looking for. And uh, I think they just put an album out recently. Um, hey, good for them. And, which is cool, but like I'm not avant-garde enough to get into that. Well, let me tell yeah, you, they're they're real hit and miss yeah, for me. <laughs> they got some weird stuff, so that's cool. Yeah. I, I mean, like I yeah, respect they are them, their mark. but like I don't get it, man. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Um, okay, yeah. So Twin Peaks in mind, my loose idea of that. And so there's a bit of like a Western element to this too, with like the boom boom that it opens up on. That's, that's like a real like like spaghetti Western style to it. Oh, a little bit, just a bit. And you got like a sort of like because of the lower effect. guitar, yeah, yeah. And that's kind of what. Well, actually, no, I I agree. In fact, um, listening this, the guitar playing on this reminded me of um, there's a song on the um. The Cowboy Bebop soundtrack. Mm. This reminds me of a lot. Yeah, there is a song uh, the on the Cowboy for, Bebop I'm gonna say soundtrack. Waltz for ZZ. I think you're right. Um, that sounds like Christmas music. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it reminds me of that, which is yeah, a little Western, right? Yeah. Uh, so this one does have some cool stuff in it. I don't always go for the like just slow atmospheric stuff, but I, I think this one's pretty cool. Yeah, and, and of course, a big lots. Risk. Yeah, sorry. No, yeah, big risk moving from uh, you know a, a song that that's whole hook is vocals. Yeah, to instrumental. Say, Let's just do instrumental. And there's a lot of instrumental versions of this. I think it has a fairly strong melody. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I was even working it out uh, on the guitar because I was so... Okay, it was so yeah. stuck in my head, you know? Hell yeah. Um, and you know, how could it not with Les Paul hitting the record button yeah, exactly. on this track? You're, yeah. you're going to get that coming through. <laughs> uh, um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's this instrumental thing, right? So there's a lot of the like kind of pad style uh, synths. Yeah. You get that like choir of angels type sound, almost yeah. vocal kind of. Um, that fills out a yeah. lot of your backspace there. It's just the high on the start and then low during the verse section. Uh, yes. Or is it in the verse section? Maybe well, I'm just hearing the echoey guitar. Well, they got the echoey guitar, and then later on, the mm-hmm. echoey um, saxophone, which honestly also reminds me of Cowboy Bebop. For sure. Uh, oh, yeah. So, as much as this is apparently a Twin Peaks thing, I'm feeling Cowboy Bebop. Getting now I'm wondering... Bebop energy. How, how much similarity is there between those soundtracks? I mean, I've wondered for a while, how have I not watched Twin Peaks? I know, that's... So, I meant to do it years ago. Yeah, I think it was on Netflix and it might not be anymore anyway. I believe that is the case. Um, so that's unfortunate, but I'm sure there are methods. Mm. Yeah, there's, there must be some way. There must be some way we can watch <laughs> Twin Peaks. Um... Yeah, it's 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 interesting. Like they've got the slow tempo and this like heavy nostalgia. Yeah, partially for anime, apparently, um, just <laughs> meld together, and it's just like it's it works quite quite well together. And of course, as I love to say, the sounds mm. are good. The sounds it's got are good, good sounds. It's got some great sounds, and it gives a vibe of like this is. If you were shooting this in a film, it would be like the end of the Christmas special when everyone's asleep or whatever, and you'd oh, kind of pan a little cozy. over all the events. Everybody's a little yeah. cozy, maybe a little tired, and it's yeah. You just pan over all this, and you're like, oh damn, it sure yeah. was a day. So pretty cool version. Yeah, and it ends on that saxophone doing some riffing, which is always nice. Love a little sax riffing. It's chill, bro. It's, it's chill, bro. It's brother. chill, bro. You know what else is chill? Uh, jazz. Jazz, baby. And who better to jazz than Nora Jones in 2021? Nora Jones. Yeah, Nora Jones. Want a plane that loops the loop? Hey, I want a hula hoop. We can... She's kind of the... Got the jazz pop thing going on. Jazz folk pop. I don't know. She's got kind of a hazy voice, you know? Yeah. Um, now, Nora Jones, we for sure have talked about before. For absolutely. Black Hole Sun. Sorry? For Black Hole Sun. Oh, yeah, for Black Hole Sun. Have we... Did she do... Was it Nora Jones? No, I'm thinking of someone else. Thinking of Mr. Jones. No, I'm thinking of uh oh my gosh, what's her name? Uh she did a cover of Sisters of Mercy. It's not Nora oh, Jones. It's another uh, artist my mom used to listen to a lot. So I gotta mix oh, it in my head sometimes. Like uh you know, what's her face? Yeah, um Old So and So. Old So and So. Oh my gosh. Serena Ryder. Oh okay, it's who I'm thinking yeah, yeah. of. I so, would never guess that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my mom just listened to both of them um, Growing up a lot Okay So were uh, you familiar with this version? Well, it's 2021 No, she I was not familiar with this Jones. version um, 
until now uh yeah it's so so it does move into the the sort of jazz style right you get the like slow brushy drums you get some horns in there um i was impressed the horns like they're slow but they're like they're like a bit nasty yeah there's like a a slowness to this yeah but there is it's good tones big nastiness What's not to love? Mm-hmm. So yeah, kind of like swing it a little bit, you know, jazz it up. Um, the other thing they do, mm-hmm. which is almost missable because again, it's it's like swung in a way that makes it not quite. It's still recognizable, but not as recognizable. Um, they throw in some like jingle bells, I think, <laughs> at the start. Yeah, they do, and then later on as well. Um. But yeah, it like it, like it keeps it slow, but it's really in that kind of big band style. Although I don't think the whole band is playing, you know, it's just a yeah. couple brass guys. I don't know if she has a whole big band on call or whatever, but yeah, she's got be, enough. This seems to just be a couple of them. Yeah, it's definitely like old, like big band, like sort of jazz lounge singer style. So there's a little bit of sleaze, a little grease on this. Just a little bit. Just a touch, not too much. Um, and a great, I like the the big brass on the instrumental because it it's kind of loose with the timing. It swings it a bit, so you're like, it feels nice and loose. Yeah, you get that brass playing and like some piano runs and stuff because it's all playing together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this one's cool. Also, it opens with a different and closes with a different, the same different track. It's like jingle all the way. Jingle bells. Yeah, jingle bells. Yeah. Jingle all the way is the uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. It's a movie, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, There's another sound in there. It's like a, Mm. like an EP of some kind. I'm trying to find it. Yes. Uh, Around like 55, you can kind of hear it. It's got a really plucky tone to it, doesn't it? Yeah, it's it's like kind of hollow. Yeah, plucky. I agree with that. Mm-hmm. Um, plays through a lot of the song, but sometimes it's kind of hidden. That's that's a cool sound uh, as well. Yeah, um, this I don't is know if it's Christmassy, of, but it sounds cool. Yeah, this is a type of cover I think I usually don't like, but I feel like Nora Jones has done a good job of it. Yeah, I feel like there's a few on here. I'm like, I wouldn't necessarily normally like this, but I don't know. Yeah, I don't <laughs> know. Yeah. Cool. Sometimes it's pretty cool. Like atmospheric instrumental, don't always go for that. But this guy does a good job, you know? Hey. So yeah, this one sounded great to me. It's maybe just another example of like a good musician just... Just like doing doing a good job. Yeah. Yeah. And by this point, I mean, the chipmunk song thing, I think it makes sense to drop it because like Christmas Don't Be Late 1 makes more sense as... Mm -hmm. uh, it's, It's probably was only called the chipmunk song for novelty reasons like for marketing purposes yeah probably like for the same reason he opens with okay you chipmunks he's like people need to fucking know <laughs> need to know that they're chipmunks. chipmunks um we'll put them on the record we'll put them on the sleeve uh yeah. and we'll say chipmunks several times several times um yeah but it, it just feels like a, a christmas song yeah and it works as just a christmas song like the 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 novelty pitch up thing it's not necessary yeah. to make this song kind of interesting. Uh, and, of course, the, the jazz style in this one also, you know, because you can do kind of the solo thing, you can, because it's so short, mm-hmm. you don't really need um, 
to rely on the lyrics, you know? Put some yeah, some of the sure. instrumental in there and the the melody's strong enough to carry it. So it works. Yeah. And yeah, especially because there's so few lyrics once you take out the the skits. Yeah. It's like, yeah, plenty of space for the jazz band to stretch out. Yeah, it's a good, solid performance all around. Um, but let's let's talk all around. Let's talk our final verdicts. We got three categories today: the worst version, the best version, and of course, the most Christmassy version. Alex, what's it going to be for worst version? <sighs> oh, it's Rent. Yeah, I was like looking through them. I was like, these are close. <laughs> I was like, oh no, wait, Rent. Yeah, I forgot rent. about that. One. Yeah, Rent's here. Yeah, yeah, yeah that yeah, was yeah. rough, man. That was a rough yeah. one. I feel like that was not well thought out. That maybe could have done something all right with it, but uh, not. Yeah, yeah. It like I, it's the only did. one today I described as cringeworthy, like off the bat. It, it, yeah, didn't make me feel good. <laughs> no, it was upsetting for sure. Yeah, I agree 100%. <laughs> Rent version, not like, because some, like any other version you could put on in the background, and if, even if I didn't like it, I wouldn't notice it. Right. That was on rent. I'm gonna be like, what is happening here? And follow up. Why? Why? Um, yeah. yeah, terrible song all around. Alex, what's the best version what's of this? The best version. I actually did like a couple of them. It's gonna be. It's gonna be tricky. It's gonna be tough. Um, because I mean, poor Bailey, pretty good. Tegan and Sarah, mm-hmm. also pretty good. Goo Goo Dolls, I probably wouldn't put them on the top. But they had some good stuff in there. And I liked the last two also as, uh, um, I don't know, man. <laughs> yeah, there's some solid ones. For various reasons. And they all had like kind of different reasons uh, for appealing. Uh, so I think, I think there's some strong covers in this batch. I do. Um, I'm going to give it to Poor Bailey. And the yeah. reason I'm going to give it to poor Bailey is that I, I had probably the most fun with that one, even I though it was just a yeah. little bit, because they threw the sketch, the sketch, they threw the sketch, sketch. in, <laughs> uh, and like I wasn't expecting it, yeah, and it was just like silly, uh, and I laughed. So I'm gonna I'm gonna say poor Bailey, but I also liked uh, a lot of them. Yeah, I think a lot of them were a lot of fun. You know, it's, it's Christmas time. There's something for everybody. I think for me, poor Bailey was the one that was in my head after the playlist was done. I was still singing like the poor Bailey version. I was like, all right, I guess that's the one for me. I think it is it is the best one this week. I like I like that they do the sketch in the middle. It's uh, I like the the sort of like carnival <laughs> take on the instruments. Yeah, kind of <laughs> weird carny psychedelia thing. Yeah, such a strange move, but it works and is supported by like like one the Beatles with the benefit of Mr. Kite and yep. the Flaming Lips, who also do Christmas covers that kind of sound like this. So it's so it's it's amongst good company. I think it's a good cover. Alex, what's the most Christmassy version though? Most Christmassy? Oh, uh, hmm. It's it's. I mean, I was trying to think of like a an alternate, like you know, a little twist on on the concept, but I can't think of anything. So, Goo Goo Dolls, mm-hmm. it's the most Christmassy one. That's. Uh, I mean, the ori- not counting the original, Goo Goo Dolls make it like more of a modern, let's say, adult contemporary Christmas pop song. Yeah, for sure. For yeah, and like they do quite quite a lot actually to bring it into that space. So. Yeah, they make some very like distinct choices, and while it might not be like the boldest version because of those choices, they are like the correct choices for that version they made. 
Mm-hmm. That's yeah, it's pretty solid. I think the most Christmassy one is Tegan and Sarah. Oh, because uh, there's that that like doing the sketch even though you don't want to right. vibe to it. It feels like hanging out with like people you know very well. Yeah, that, so it's, it's got a, it's bit a of good that, vibe. Like, Christmas familiarity, and of course they're from Calgary, so you know, got to shout it out. Yep. Um. Yeah. Good. I like it. It's Christmassy. If you got similar opinions, different opinions, want to talk to wow, want to talk to us about a version we didn't talk about, of which there are many, hit us up on the app formerly known as Twitter, hashtag CoverMePod at Jake the Cresty at Smalox Wise Guy. Send us your comments, questions, concerns, suggestions for future episodes. You can also email those to us at CoverMePod at gmail.com. Talk to us there. Um, be sure to rate and review us. We are on. YouTube Music, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Podcasts, Spotify, all your favorite podcasting apps, and some of your least favorite as well. Tell your friends, family, neighbors, loved ones about us what you can really do for us this week. Uh, Christmas is coming up. Just give us, gift us to your family. They don't need to know that we're completely free and available online. <laughs> um, just burn us onto a bunch of CDs and be like, hey, I figured you might like Hand this. Hand them out. Hand them We've out. We've got artwork too if you want to print that. Yeah, print that. Hell, put us in the stocking stuffers. Get the word out there, folks. Give the gift of Cover Me this year. Uh, but that does it for today's episode of Cover Me. And as we always say on Cover Me, Christmas, Christmas time is near. Time for toys and cover me.